Hello and welcome to the Smells Like Infinite Sadness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Taylor. For those of you who don't know, I run the website, SmellsLikeInfiniteSadness.com. It's a blog covering the best alternative rock from the 80s and 90s up to present day. I am a proud middle-aged Gen Xer who is still obsessed with the music of his youth and loves to talk about it. But if you've also been following my blog, you know I also love to talk about terrible movies. I'm obsessed with movies that are so bad they're good. And we've just started a new podcast series called Smells Like Cinematic Sadness. I'm so clever. Uh, but uh, we're covering basically the best and bad films. And my co-host is my friend Damon Shell. We bonded over bad films ever since our college days. And we've always had fun seeking out the best of the worst. Uh, last week we kicked things off with Raw Deal, a infamously uh, bad Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So be sure to check that out if you listen to it already. But we also are moving into a new series where we're going to uh, discuss the best in, how should I put it, really bad horror or fantasy films featuring small creatures. We're calling it All the Small Things. We initially had great plans of doing an entire episode on a variety of different films. And we decided there was so much material we should split it up. So we're going to kick things off with Mac and Me. Mac and Me was a 1988 E.T. ripoff that's truly bizarre and, and god-awful. It's probably best known for two things. One is a really odd dance sequence in a McDonald's restaurant, uh, very 80s. And the other one is a, a scene featuring a boy in a wheelchair flying off a cliff. <laughs> this was probably best known by Paul Rudd showing this clip on various late-night talk shows, including Conan O'Brien. So we're going to discuss... How Mac and Me got made, why it got made, why it flopped, and why it's such a strange, terrible film that's still worth your while just to watch it because it actually exists and it's kind of magical in and of itself. So we're going to do that for this week, and then we're going to follow that up with the Leprechaun series and the infamous Black Devil Doll from Hell, which is another really great little evil creature film. But let's kick things off with Mac and Me, sit back, and enjoy. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. And what we're going to do today, of course, is talk about uh, one of the most annoying yet, uh, I guess, prominent movie themes of sci-fi and horror in the 80s and 90s, which was little creatures either trying to be scary, which makes them inherently funny because little things generally aren't <laughs> scary. <laughs> or trying to be cute and cutesy and, and heartwarming. And both of those things, of course, inspired, I guess, by two films, really, that kind of got that copycat thing going. That was E.T. and yes. Gr and Gremlins. Because both yeah, those, those two are kind of the gold <laughs> standard of, of, of good version of those films, you know, where there was... Exactly, yeah. Where, and, then, and, some, and some filmmakers had good intentions, you know, to make some of these films after, but most of them were just there to rip it off and, and knock it off. But I mean, I think we've got, you know, probably some of the ones we'll discuss are obvious, just blatant knockoffs with no concern for what the hell they were doing. But <laughs> I think one or two of them actually had some legitimate, you know, uh, uh, you know, feeling behind it, even though mm. God, God knows it didn't come through. The, <laughs> <laughs> the feeling was was bad. <laughs> And feeling was not mutual. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we got four films, or actually one franchise. So we're going to discuss the Leprechaun franchise. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna delve into uh, Mac and Me, <laughs> and then we're gonna close out with the the creme de la creme, the uh, the crap <laughs> the crap topper of known as 
uh, black devil doll from hell. Oh yeah, that's, so that's the uh, that's definitely the uh, one to end on for sure for that <laughs> for that series. All right, so our next uh, our next addition uh, here is uh, Mac and Me, which uh, starred uh, who did that star? Do we even know who that? No, there wasn't any big names. No, there wasn't any big big names. The actress, the the mom was someone who was quite familiar, but uh, but anyway, um, so this this. Uh, uh, He's an alien who kind of looks like E.T. It's an obvious E.T. ripoff. And it's it's kind of a saccharine sweet uh, version of E.T. Uh, without any kind of, you know, suspense or, or, or feeling or emotion for any of the characters. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, uh, you know, one of the things that drew us to that was the cover art, too. I think I think what drew us to that. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say it here, uh, that uh, way before Paul Rudd introduced Mm -hmm. (laughs) that wheelchair rolling down on Conan as his film clip every time, Michael and I, that actual photo of that wheelchair going down the hill was on the back of the cover art, if I vaguely remember. (laughs) It was very small. (laughs) So we picked this up, and this had to be, what year was this? This was like 90... Yeah, we watched three? Like, we watched like ninety, I think like ninety three, ninety four around that time. That time, so so really early. So the, you know, as soon as we saw that, I, you know, it was like okay. It, it, I was more of a champion for it than than you were. I was I was really pushing for that one. We finally we finally agreed to take it home, and and uh, it 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 had its moments uh, overall, uh, you know. But uh, it's one of those definitely that you kind of have to fast forward through. But uh, but Michael can tell you a little bit more about the story behind this. I just thought it was just a ripoff. But apparently, you know, there was a and McDonald's was somehow involved yeah. in getting this thing made. Not directly, but kind of indirectly. But uh, yeah, if you if you got some of the info for that again, we can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It came out in 1988 and it was described by the producer as a new generation's E.T., which it did not become that. It became was, a no generation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Do you even remember? I remember the name as a kid. I don't remember seeing a trailer for it. I don't remember anybody I know going no. to see it. It I was. Don't remember. Yeah. So basically, I, 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 I basically, yeah, I didn't know it existed. I think until I saw it in the video store, it was that that obscure. Looks like mm. it. Looks like it came out on August twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight, and banished two weeks later, grossing a meager six million, according to this article from Thrillist. And it was discovered in the 1990s, and I'm scrolling through here. All right, so the man behind Mac and Me apparently tried to uh, go through McDonald's as a marketing gimmick. So he, I guess the producer was familiar with the Ronald McDonald House Charities, and he says here, it was a time for another generation to have its E.T. Here we go. So I came up yeah. with, with Mac and his family. Mac stood for Mysterious Alien Creature. It did not mean <laughs> Big Mac, even though that's what you would... Uh, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so apparently that they made this film try to get it with a with a mcdonald's uh tie-in and that of course leads into the infamous scene where there's a huge dance scene at, yeah, at a that, McDonald's. yeah this was like a, a fever dream i mean <laughs> you gotta see this thing <laughs> <laughs> and of course let's not let's not uh forget to mention the main character had spinal bifida and was yeah, the bit. actual yeah, the actor uh, and the character, and this was also part of the you know the the I believe the director was uh, or not the director the writer right, was one of the people who was really wanted to kind of you know have a have a story for 
you know, uh, kids who had some, you know, difficulties or disabilities and things like this to make a kind of a hero, uh, you know, character that was the main character. So he had very good intentions with all of this, but it was so saccharine sweet. And, and let's not forget that, okay, so yeah, it's a noble thing to make a film about a child with spinal bifida and, and to kind of be inclusive, but it's kind of silly tone deaf to have this major scene with a dance number, which of course he cannot participate in. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> real, real smooth move there. It makes him totally on the outside. And this is the, this is their big, this is like their big moment. It's like the big dance scene to do the McDonald's tie in and all that. Okay, yeah, so they're talking about why this scene was in the movie in this article with Thrillist, and the director says, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how seemingly sad it was to have this child in a wheelchair watching people dance <laughs> right. that, that yeah. he can't participate in. And the director's <laughs> yes. response was, when I make a movie, I don't want to just make a movie. I want to make the movie revenues, the video revenues, I want to do a book, I want to do a soundtrack. That's why that was in there. <laughs> So I would love I would love to read the Mac and Me book. I'm sure that's a fine uh, piece of literature. I would, I would just love to hear the rationale of how he thought Mac and Me would even lead to any of those things. I mean, he at he, all. he he had a whole grand vision, and also it says here the music supervisor uh, uh, looks like um, yeah he commissioned original tracks from from Ashford and Simpson. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, for the soundtrack, and also Alan Silvestri, of course, the Back to the Future did some of the score as well. So there's something to do with that. And uh, yeah, and then it says here the key is I want to make a feel good movie. You walk out and you're feeling good and you had fun. And I mean, <laughs> and let let's say that even though the movie was a failure, disaster, uh, you got to say that you walk out if you laughed your ass off. And I, I, there's some truth to that. So we'll give. Yeah, him- yeah, I think so too. We'll give I mean, that. you you could also have had fun in in being infuriated walking out. Yes, <laughs> that would also be fun. <laughs> which which is really you know when we're talking about this podcast, that's really the whole the whole basis of the thrill of being infuriated. That could be the tagline <laughs> for this whole show. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that 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 can that can be that can be that. And the alien, it's got my vote for most punchable alien. Because oh, yes. they look like a like it was constantly like <sighs> exhaling. Some kind yeah, of yeah, and it and it, its cheeks were kind of puffed, like yeah. puffy too, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but puffy cheeks is always kind of blowing up, blowing like this, like a little like like a fish, almost kind of like a blowing out, like a you know, <laughs> like, like like a puffer fish. Yeah, and it was, but, but also the 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 thing about that that character too, or that 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 not character, you know, whatever it was, it it's just it was so stiff. It was so <laughs> stiff. I mean, it was really, uh, it was it was as as stiff as a ventriloquist dummy just like it was covered in latex it, it had like its head could only swivel like you know like a ventriloquist dummy it's like it just didn't seem like it had any type of you know uh, uh like support to it at all i just i mean it was like it, it was just all support there was no like movability i just don't understand <laughs> why they couldn't spend a little bit more on the, on the creature and, and, and let's let's uh, go back to that wheelchair scene. Let's can you refresh me on that because I I, I for, forgot the, exactly the circumstances that led to that child falling down a cliff on a wheelchair. But well, was... if I vaguely remember it, there was something to do with, and I may be missing it. We'll have to look it up and maybe have to re-record this. But I, it seemed to be that there was some kind of chase or bicycle race or something going on. They were on a road, and 
he's uh, and he somehow got funneled onto like a, a road. And so before the scene is coming up, he's kind of on the on the road and there are cars zipping by and he I believe someone swerves and he has to swerve and goes goes down this embankment uh, in the wheelchair. But it, he, he never loses. He never falls out of the wheelchair. This thing is bouncing at an insane rate down this hill. And they sped the film up, which made it look that much worse. And he goes just straight down this incline and off off the uh, off the end. So, I, I mean, if you're if I, there's no point to have any of that in the in the film. Also, if you're championing like, you know, uh, people with disabilities and this sort of thing, because this is also like, I don't know, it's a little insulting to me, too. You're just like. <laughs> I just throw like putting it down a hill. I mean, I know it wasn't. I think they actually said that in 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 it wasn't like a dummy for a lot of that. No. that going down the hill. It was him. And I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm reading right now. It's, it said that the the actor, the main actor, his name is Jade Caligori, which I thought was a category. I misread his name for a second. <laughs> Uh, we have a uh, we have a jade category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crime syndicate. <laughs> but he performed the hill portion of the stunt himself, and it says here we try to make it as kinetic and energetic and have some physicality. Now, <laughs> luckily they didn't kill that kid because exactly. that was that was a steep ride. <laughs> they're saying here that the crew members took a position to catch him. And Will Stabilizer assured he wouldn't fall too quickly, but they were still dangerous. It's very hard to do physical things when you're in that condition. It's very hard to make a wheelchair work because it's not a very balanced thing. When you start going fast in a wheelchair, you place tremendous risk on the child. So you have to try and figure out how to do that in a controlled fashion. <laughs> how about you don't do it at all? I so, mean, come on. So I'm really I'm I'm glad that they pulled it off. And I'm uh, but you know it could have been like a Twilight Zone the movie kind of thing, and that kid that could have gone, gone right off a cliff. I mean that. I'm glad they pulled it off because that's what makes it so funny is you can see it's the real kid. I mean, and it wasn't supposed to be funny. That's the damn thing about it is that's what makes it funny is you can see that it's the real kid. You can see that it's slightly controlled because he's bouncing, but he's really not bouncing like he should be down the hill. That makes it that much funnier. And then it's sped up. So, but I mean, was that such a climax that you had to have that in the film? I mean, that, that's, you know, I mean we got to get this shot. I know, I know it could kill the kid. I know this could be the kid's last stunt, <laughs> but we gotta get this shot. It's integral to the film, and <laughs> and I guess that you know it proved them right. That's the one thing that's been shown on the internet. It's, it's it has yeah. that in the they, that in that scene lives in lives in infamy. Uh, so they proved me wrong. <laughs> and then of course the the big thing in Mac and me that the, the the you know what made it different from ET their big twist was that instead of ET having to fly off and leave Elliot by himself, and this time it was a happier ending because Mac and his family immigrated to america in a very <laughs> protracted annoying and really stupid scene in a courtroom if you recall were they, were, were they all were they all wearing suits yes yeah trying to trying to integrate into society by wearing suits which is completely just not a smooth move and and yeah and and just the the whole concept of the like the alien immigrating to america to Get and then getting citizenship with the I, I, that had nothing to do with any prior that came completely out of the blue. At no point was there any setup to that whatsoever. It's just like okay, we're gonna get him to America and get him. A, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. <laughs> make, make him a citizen. I, I, <laughs> it just really made no sense. And le, and and lest we forget, we have to remember to touch on the uh, the end credits scene at the end. Oh, what what happened? Refresh me on that, because I'm um. Oh, you don't you remember? <laughs> remember, they're all driving down 
like Hollywood Boulevard somewhere in a pink Cadillac. Mac, <laughs> the kid, Mac, the kid, and the family. And they they wave as the car passes by, and as it passes by, and you see them go in the distance, and it says, uh, "See you next time." And then Mac and me too coming soon, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says here, um, they drove down the Hollywood freeway. A speech bubble pops up and says, "We'll be back." And they were, they were. That seemed to be a really big thing in the A's, where they would try to, you know. Right, to check their ass, couldn't catch, <laughs> catch. <laughs> like exactly, like yeah. Flash Gordon did a similar thing, you know, saying the end with a question mark. Yeah, yes, oh, it was. Where, whereas <laughs> almost every kid I knew would have loved the Flash Gordon too. No one really yeah. gave shit about a Mac and Me too because they didn't know about Mac and Me one. So that <laughs> <laughs> well, I like a Flash Gordon now. Yeah, yeah, that, that might be all right. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up this week for Smells Like Cinematic Sadness. Hope you enjoyed our takedown of Mac and Me. Uh, like I say, if you've never seen it, you should check it out. If you go to our blog and you can see the blog page for this episode, you can actually purchase it from Shop Factory via our Amazon link if you're so so uh, so bold and want to dare to experience the magic that is Mac and Me. Stay tuned next week. We'll be back. We'll be tackling the Leprechaun franchise. Also, for those who don't know, there's now a nice feature if you're listening on Anchor FM where you can actually support our podcast monetarily if you so choose there's a way you can donate just go to the homepage for my podcast at anchor.fm slash slis and you'll see how you can be a supporter supporters will be able to get shout outs on the show we'll take your request for films to riff on and you can be a guest on the show so just a little little shout out little thank you for helping us keep going always a pleasure so thanks again for listening and talk to you guys soon bye-bye